I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Jacques de Witt. He is from GD Animal Health in the Netherlands. Welcome, Jacques. It's great to have you here. Thank you very much. Thank you. I know in Europe, and for that matter, all over the world, when people mention infectious bronchitis, they also mention your name in connection with it because you've pretty much devoted a lot of your research to it, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, I did my... Uh, it started in 1990, and that was the start of my PhD. And since then, I've always been involved in IBV. And it, it's interesting because in, infectious bronchitis is one of those diseases that is experienced worldwide by poultry producers. The industry has been blessed with lots of different vaccines and good diagnostics. A lot of these vaccines cross-protect, but it's still a big problem. I mean, I'm getting the impression that you know, we, we've won a lot of battles, but it seems like we're losing the war. Oh, I don't think they're losing the war, but we will always be... Uh, it's a moving target. IBV is... is, is you get new mut mutants, some, some come, some go, some come back. So it, it's a moving target, and with a moving target, you're never, you're never finished. But if you compare it to the... I think the knowledge is in, has increased quite a lot, so in many cases we can manage quite well. Uh, but, yeah, as I said, uh, if new variants come up, or in, if the conditions change, uh, for example, uh, if you have IB under control, but you, you get another co-infection with mycoplasmas or H9N2 in, in a big part of the world, yeah, then things are getting far more complicated than they were in the past. So you have, always have to be awake with IBV. But by itself, it seems like it's a very complicated virus. You mentioned how it's constantly changing, um, but, but what, what is it structurally about this virus that makes it so resilient and difficult? There are a lot of mutations within, within IBV. Many of these mutations are not beneficial for the virus at all, but some are. And under the right conditions, then you might get another strain for which you have to adapt your program. Uh, but because of the variability, in the strains, some cause, well, basically all can cause respiratory problems, but many of them also drops in egg production, some of them kidney problems, sometimes maybe even gut problems. And so it, this disease has so many phases that yeah, wherever you are, you see somebody else. And that makes it uh, interesting for the researchers and challenging for the field. Now, at the uh, International Avian Respiratory Disease Conference, you gave a keynote address on your favorite topic, infectious bronchitis. And you told the audience that when it comes to infectious bronchitis, theory and practice don't always match. No. What do you mean by that? There is knowledge. There are good vaccines. Uh, but to apply them well, people have to be, uh, well, basically have to respect the virus, I would say. Uh, it's an enveloped virus, that means you can uh, uh, disinactivate dis uh, the virus quite easily. Uh, if you apply the vaccines in a proper way, they, they can do a fantastic job. But if you don't apply them in the right way, uh, you, you can lose quite a lot of virus. Uh, for example, uh, mass application. Uh, let's say a, a chicken needs to have a certain amount of vaccine to be able to cope well and then uh, you should get a good level of protection. But we don't apply the vaccines one by one, we apply them a mass application. That means spray or, or, or drinking water basically for IBV. And that's, that's our way, these ways are not invented for the virus. We didn't ask the opinion of the virus, it's for us, human comfort. Yes. Fast, cheap, easy, etc. 
the vaccines are really able to do a very good job, but you have to respect them how you apply them and you have to check yourself. Please, please check yourself once every so many times. Uh, do a PCR several days after the application or, or maybe serology can help, depends on the vaccination program. Just check yourself. What is an ideal procedure for, for diagnosing what kind of infectious bronchitis you have in your flock and then we can talk about how you go about planning a vaccination program. An ideal program is of, that's not that easy because you have so many variations yes. that, that it's, it, there is not one solution. There is, it depends on the circumstances. Make baselines and see if tight, for example, in, in, uh, at slaughter time, what are your IB titers? Are they going up or going down? Uh, do you have a certain percentage of positive that you expect after vaccination, but mm -hmm. not too high because that might indicate a challenge? And that, that gives you a feeling what's going on. But you don't know which virus it is. If, with serology, you cannot really say which strain is in my flocks. For that, you have to go for the virus itself. And well, there are different tests to go for the virus, but in reality, PCR is, is by far number one worldwide, relatively fast and, and also able to find a lot of different strains. So I, th I think that's the best method at the moment. Uh, and then you have to aim for birds that are in the, are replicating the virus. So during the, the preferably acute phase of the problem, uh, if you have a respiratory problem or kidney problems, or well, if you have the start of drop on the egg production, if you then use PCR to see is there IBV and if it is, which strain, then uh, yeah, then then I think you're quite up to date that that you know what's going on in, in your flock. Is PCR the only way you can monitor the progress of a vaccination program? Quite a lot of people think, oh, that looks like IB, so they check for IB, positive, negative, end of discussion. But if you don't check for the other factors, you might miss the most important part, that it's not just IB, no, it's IB with something else. Mm -hmm. And if you then only focus on IBV, and you ignore the other part, then even the best vaccination program might not be able to solve it because you're ignoring that there is a second factor. So, and, and, and that's, that's always a bit the fight but for diagnostics. It costs money, you have to do efforts. And sometimes more diagnostics makes it more complicated because you get more results which are not always very clear. Sometimes you think, uh, what, what's going on? So it, it's more diagnostics is not always making your life easy. But in the end, I think if you have more knowledge, what's really going on, you make better decisions. Let's talk about co-infections a little bit more because I've had veterinarians both in the United States and in Europe tell me that infectious bronchitis is bad, make no mistake, but you get so focused on managing infectious bronchitis, you take your eye off the ball. And then in the meantime, other secondary infections are coming along, whether they be E. coli or some of the other ones that you mentioned, yeah. and, and they can really cause heavy economic losses. What's been your experience? No, that's, that's absolutely, I, I agree. It's, uh, IB is basically everywhere. So detecting IB is not that difficult. IBV is, is quite often playing a part of the, is explaining part of the problems, maybe even sometimes a very big part of the problem. But to, you cannot, Assume that if you have a, a positive test for IBV, that is the, the complete explanation of everything that you see in the field. 
maybe IB is, is 90% of this explanation, but maybe only 10. Because what are the other factors? What have we learned about vaccination timing? Is there a set schedule that applies to, to all infectious bronchitis viruses, or does it vary with the type of strain? There is not one solution, but in general, I, I would say it's, in, in brothers usually the choice, everything in, the, in hatchery, or the first one in hatchery and the second one in the field around two weeks. You always have to make compromises. That's, that's life, certainly in broilers. But if you combine that with checking yourself, yeah, for example, if you, if you say, well, I, I cannot wait until 14 days with my second vaccination. I have to do it at 10 days. Okay, okay, if that's rea real life. Mm -hmm. But if you then check five days later with PCR, is my vaccine replicating? And you have good results, you're doing an excellent job. Mm -hmm.